It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Well, welcome back to Beyond the Building. We are in a brand new month. I cannot believe we are now in the month of June. The time is flying so quickly, but we had so much fun uh, last month interviewing moms and daughters that we thought that we would try this out in the month of June too. So last month was called a month of moms and we are calling this series in the month of June, a month of dads. It's just really fun to hear uh, combinations, right? Mother-daughter combinations and then father-daughter or father-son combinations, or just to be able to talk to some dads about, hey, how did you raise your kids and what advice or what have you learned that you could pass on to the next generation? So today we have a very special father with us, and Debbie, I am going to let you have the honor of introducing our special guest today. He is someone who is not uh, new to the Beyond the Building team, but Deb, why don't you take it away? So of course, everybody can guess this is my dad, Kurt Kahn. So we're so happy to have you back, Dad. You have been on so many um, Beyond podcasts now with the Reads uh, Bible Study Tool that's funny when I introduced you again uh, just a week ago to my friends at the Ocean City Tabernacle Bible say they're like, oh, it's so good to see you. And it's like, you're a lot more known by people in this podcast world than I think you realize. So I think it's uh, it's exciting, though, today to have you here, not doing the reads, but actually being interviewed on on being a dad. Now that I've watched over the years, you uh, mentor, I can't even count the number of people that you are a spiritual father to, uh, including Laura right here. I know that's that right to call you dad con, but I mean, seriously, <laughs> growing up, you have been a father to many, many, many people, but I don't know. I like to um, hold tight to the fact that my sister Pam and I are the only ones who are allowed to call you daddy. And um, there's a special place there. And, and I, I'm watching you as an amazing grandfather over the years to my kids, as well as, uh, as our two-year-old granddaughter likes to call you dad, dad. So we just want to welcome you again, officially to Beyond the Building. Well, it's nice to be here again. It's always fun to get together with you too, because you just have a lot of life and a lot of joy in you. And I find it's kind of contagious. It's kind of comical to sit here, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I had a chance to do this on Zoom. And I said, no, I want to sit there with Debbie anyway <laughs> and, and do it in person. So it's it's always good. But I'd like to add, though, uh, quickly how serious this topic is, I think. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. there is a serious loss or lack of dads today in mm -hmm. society. 50% divorce rates and uh, so this is this is a, a fun time together, but it's also a, a heads up time. Absolutely, in terms of its importance. Yeah. Wow, wow, that is so true. And even as we reflect on some of these questions uh, that we've talked about uh, prior to coming here, it, it, mm -hmm. you are so right. And I think that one of the key things, right, that helps in a season where we are in a society that uh, struggles so much with having uh, a father figure is our faith. Right. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that we talked about last month, when we were talking about with the mothers and daughters, all of the moms were reflecting on how their faith influenced the way that they mothered. 
And all of the daughters honestly reflected back to the, the mothers and how their faith shaped them as they were parenting their kids. And so um, there are so many questions we could start with here, Dad Khan, and I do love calling you that. I think I may be the only one who calls him Dad Khan. <laughs> so I also have an honor in this, but uh, I, I really want to, there's so many questions we could start with. I think that if we're going to talk about faith and we're going to talk about our testimony, you know, I have a couple of quick thoughts related to that question. Um, what's your testimony about how you came to Christ? Uh, what was your home life like when you were growing up? And reflecting on dads, what was your father like? And what can you share with us about the nature of that relationship? Well, I came to the Lord in 1956. You can do the math if you want. Um, <laughs> well, Laura and I obviously have proven to ourselves we can't do math. <laughs> we can't do the math. <laughs> it was at a Billy Graham crusade in Philadelphia in 1956. And I went there as a junior in high school with my youth group. Uh, Swearing up and down that I would not go forward like those people I saw on TV. Hmm. It was kind of like a field trip. I don't think our group was spiritual particularly. And so we're up in the, the second layer of the, Phil, the Philadelphia ballpark, Connie Mack Stadium. And the more Billy Graham preached, the more uncomfortable I got. Hmm. And uh, lo and behold, I found myself walking down with the rest of the crowd I walked out onto the uh, baseball infield and got saved at second base. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> In terms of my family, uh, I, we, I was really blessed. And so was my wife, Marge, to have an intact. Everybody's in their nuclear family. And uh, I thought my family, not perfect, but certainly was a good representation of what a family should be. Uh, regarding my dad, uh, when Marge and I were going to get married, I had to pick uh, who I would pick to be a best man. I had a bunch of you know friends from high school, college, but I kept coming up short in, in terms of the best man. So all of a sudden I got this idea, my dad was the best man I knew. Mm -hmm. So I broke with tradition a little bit and asked dad to be my best man. That's so special. He was happy to do. And uh, he wasn't a Christian at the time. He, he wasn't saved until he was 60 years old. Uh, but he was a good dad, a loyal dad, loyal to mom. And we had that great benefit, which I'm appreciating more and more how important that was in these days that are changing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, um, I remember my, my grandfather being quiet. And my grandma being the one that talked more and flirted around, you know, just taking care of the family and grandkids. But he was just like a rock. He was stable. You know, he was loving, even if he was quieter, he was loving. And my memories are not of a grandfather not having a faith, you know, mm. because we go to church with them. And maybe that was grandma making him go. I don't know. But he was just part of the picture mm. in terms of uh, encouraging a faith uh, for my sister and I. So I always appreciated that. Um, Dad, I have a I have a memory of a very specific statement that you would make over over the years. And I remember this in high school and college, but then especially as I was getting married, you said, uh, Deb, there are two prayers that I have prayed every day for both you and Pam when my feet hit the floor. And um 
So I'm going to ask you, do you remember what were those, what were those two specific requests that you had for your girls? I can still remember the weight of responsibility I felt uh, as the potential father becoming a father. And uh, it was a little scary. And uh, so I, I really had more of a faith at that point in my own walk with the Lord. And uh, <clears throat> so Marge and I prayed that uh, you would uh, grow in the Lord, find the Lord, grow in the Lord yourself and walk with the Lord, and you would marry the right men. Hmm. And we knew theologically that God knew already who those guys would be. And so we prayed that uh, he would direct the events of life that would lead to those guys. Well, <clears throat> looking back, that is such a gigantic answer to prayer, because you have married the guys mm -hmm. and what's interesting uh you and pam have very distinctly different personalities mm -hmm. you're both really godly women but your personalities are different and you married two distinctly different guys but they're yeah. so matched they're so matched with the ones they married if it had been the other way around i don't think it would have been good mm -hmm. if we switched husbands with you guys mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah i don't think so once again um we wanted that to be a God thing, and it was, and it's bearing fruit today because of that. And one thing I like to throw into that mix is uh, James chapter one talks about, do you lack wisdom? We all lack wisdom. And especially when it comes to raising our kids, because our children are different and they're, they're complex and the events of life are complex. And when you have multiple children, they're not all cut out of the same cookie cutter. Uh -uh. And so there's only one person who knows what those needs are of those individual kids. Uh -huh. And what you try on one won't work on another. That's right. And we had to learn some of that along the way. So asking the Lord continually as a parent how to meet the needs of each individual kid is important. That's, that's part of that daily prayer. It should be. Yeah. What are their needs today? You know, I'd before... We jump into another question, Laura. I, I don't know if you are aware of this or not, but um, my dad gave the homily. Well, you are aware that at my my wedding, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, dad gave the homily there. He also gave the homily for my sister's wedding, and I have a very distinctive memory standing up front. I was made matron of honor for Pam, and my dad sharing, and he said very clearly, "Today is the culmination of God answering." those two prayer requests that my girls will walk with the Lord and marry the, the men that God has chosen for them. And that really the, like the weightedness of that hit me because here's is a pivotal moment right now. Both girls are married. So it's a done deal. And that was God's faithfulness, the journey to get us to that point. Amazing. Yes, it is. And so just thank you, dad. Thank you for all the years of putting your feet on the floor and praying that before you got started with your day. And that was a long process between those original prayers and your marriages. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I like that. And I like, think that's a great encouragement to people who perhaps are not, um, <clears throat> you know, have not known necessarily how to pray for their kids, you know, just every day. It's a, it's the same prayer every day <laughs> and faithfully through the years, God, God answers. So that's really amazing. <clears throat> I love it so much. Um, I love what you were saying about the fact that each child is different. You know, Pam and Deb were so different from each other and still are. Um, 
you raised two daughters and I am from a home of two daughters and my dad raised two girls as well. And so thinking about the fact that every person is different, there's also specific differences. I would imagine I've only raised one daughter, right? But I would imagine there's significant differences between raising daughters and sons. So as a father of two daughters, what do you think you would say to somebody who's raising just girls right now? Uh, what's, what's really extra important in raising girls? Spend a lot of time with them. Uh, I took a counseling course one time, and the uh, the teacher was a counselor himself. And he said, of the women who come to our counseling center, we would say that nine out of 10, part of their problems they're dealing with are a lack of father relationship. Mm. They've never been affirmed. Uh, they've never been uh, uh shown friendship, uh, they haven't been uh, shown time, they haven't had uh, good memories, because a lot of times dads were just busy working. Mm -hmm. They weren't necessarily bad, it's just that it was, a, it was a matter of time. And the other thing I learned in that class was how women feel about themselves is determined a lot when they are younger, and how their male and their family relates to them. So if the dad says, oh, you look really nice or, you know, you're a good person. I love you. You love you for these reasons and spends time affirming them and building them up. That has a lot to do with how they see themselves. Of course, if guys don't have that kind of uh, father to, to speak into their lives, they can look for it elsewhere, mm -hmm. which we know is not the best thing. Also, I would say invest in their spiritual growth. Uh, as a Christian myself, I, I don't think there's any other way to learn to live that works. And that's true for kids. And uh, especially today, uh, the culture is drifting away from biblical values and uh, absolute truth. And so when we grew up, there was a lot more agreement with the Judeo-Christian ethic. Now, society is racing in the other direction. And these kids are living in that society. Our mm -hmm. children today have to deal with that to a much greater degree. So we can't say, oh, you know, father can't say, oh, they'll learn what they need in Sunday school. Right. Well, they'll learn what they need from their mother. Their mother can be the spiritual leader in our family. You know, we'll leave it up to the little woman, you know, to take care of those things. That is a total mistake. And you know what? Just those two points that you make. Just some observations as your daughter. Uh, my one of my love languages when you study the five love languages is that um, uh, I I want to have quality time with somebody. I want my dad to have quality time with me. So I ran a lot of errands with you, uh, like to fishing so tackle stores, and I didn't care where it was. I just wanted to be with dad. And in those drives, mm -hmm. there were a lot of conversations that would come up that were about faith, mm. you know, and we played a heck of a lot of catch throwing softballs up in the field. And um, again, same thing, you know, where there was um, just conversation about sometimes it was nothing important, but then there were those, I, I knew that I had your ear. If I needed to talk to you, I knew I could could listen, you know, and we could chat while we were walking. So those are memories I have of quality time with you. Some of them were 
significant. Some of them were just part of the routine. But now as a parent, I realized you didn't always have that time to give, but you gave it anyway. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. Amen. They need to have a strong biblical faith themselves. You can't share with your kids what you don't have. That's right. And to put it right out there, a person needs to be born again by the Spirit of God. They need to know about the Holy Spirit. They need to know what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit. They they need everything God can give them. <laughs> we need, as adults, everything mm-hmm. God can give us to live swimming against the tide, so to speak, in today's culture. Yep. Yeah. You, a dad cannot leave these important things to the other, the church or the or the wife. That's right. That's right. And so, really, that I hear what you're saying—the time in the Word and building that personal relationship with Christ on our own, right? As parents, as moms or dads, um, that's one of the priorities I would think that you feel very strongly about from what you're saying. And we know that dads uh, juggle a lot of priorities. So um, what would be just a, a few quick insights that you would share on that word, DadCon, um, priorities as it pertains to raising kids? Well, I would say the first is a strong spiritual walk with the Lord in terms of uh, loving them, loving them and uh, being able to know how to re- reach them and that meets their needs and uh also, uh, I had to really learn a thing about priorities. Uh, I went through a time in life uh, when the kids were young, actually, when Deb and Pam were young. I got so involved. I was teaching high school. I was also very much involved in church. And uh, I was, as things were happening, I was spending more and more times out, like maybe four evenings a week, we have, I was out doing something. It was all good, uh, but it was... In neglecting uh, Marge, my wife, and the two girls, I and I uh, I struggled with that because I thought, my goodness, I feel like I'm doing what the Lord wants, but I was actually neglecting them from a time standpoint, and it was hard on Marge too. She she was trying to be good about letting uh, God do with the Kurt, you know what what God wants to do, and and how come I'm angry? How come I'm irritated? And the kids, I I found I, I wasn't relating to them as much. Uh, they had questions. They'd go to the mom. And uh, I just kind of be, then we had this thing. It, it just didn't work. Wednesday night was uh, time with daddy night. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you, can't, you can't formalize that. You can't <laughs> structure true. that. Uh, it was a That's total disaster. Oh, and you, so what I did, I, I listed everything I was doing out of a frustration one, one day. And I started checking off out of about 12 things I was doing. Uh, what was the most important? What was the least important? I went right down. And after a period of about nine months, uh, I, I reduced it from 12 to three. Wow. That was a radical change in in my lifestyle. I'm not putting that on other people. That's just what happened with me. But what it did do was restore the joy and intimacy in marriage. And it restored my working, uh, enjoyable relationship with the two girls. Wow. And I was so glad because they were still young enough and impressionable enough to uh, make a real difference. Mm -hmm. And the fruit of it is seen 
the rest of their lives, That's including right. today. Yeah. But priorities were huge. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. That's amazing. So how long have you been married, Dadcon? How long have you been married in March? <laughs> in uh, June 22nd, it'll be uh, 60 years. Wow. Wow. Congratulations. That's that's a huge, huge milestone. Wow. Well, I've heard uh, that it's been said that one of the best gifts you can give your children is to love their mother. So 60 years of loving their mother. Uh, what what can you share about that that would encourage others today? When I made Marge my first ministry priority, not uh, all the people at church that I was ministering to, Yeah, it radically changed my outlook. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, I would put Marge on hold. I would say, well, I'll do this and that and the other thing, you know, for other people. And she'll understand. Mm-hmm. Well, she understood, but I was really neglecting her. And the Lord changed my heart. It was like, I didn't want to be away from her. Mm. Not that I wanted to be away from her, but I wanted to be really with her. So when I made decisions after that point, uh, God made uh, my my relationship with her, my passion, my desire, my my priority. And so we started having much better quality time. Guess who was watching? Oh, we absolutely were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. That's girls great. were watching, and I have down here. Kids will learn more by what they see and do than what they. Let me do it again. Kids will learn more by what they see you do than mm -hmm. what you say. Mm -hmm. And so it was a priority shift. Yeah. yeah, I almost see the shift from Wednesdays with Dad, right, which sounded so good, to like all week long with dad, which is dad's part of the, the story because his priorities have changed. That's huge because I think honestly, that's like, that's so easy to get stuck in that habit, but that is really, that's a way to break it. You know, I remember um, mom and dad, ha like paying some of the teenagers that would come to the house for Bible study as, you know, like date night. And so date night was a thing that mom and dad would honor. Maybe they would play golf or maybe they would just go to dinner. I really don't know what you went out and did, but you hired such fun babysitters that it really <laughs> could make you leave. <laughs> but it established something inside of us as kids that, that their world did not revolve around doing whatever we wanted. Mm -hmm. Like there was a priority system in there and they did prioritize their marriage and I am smiling now. So you're married almost 60 years and Thursdays is day with, with mom and dad. Like that's their date day because you're still both involved in ministry and family things. And I remember asking my mom, Hey, do you want to go to um, Longwood gardens together? Thinking she would immediately say, Oh, I would love to do that. But no, she said, no, it's my date day with daddy. We're going to play golf. And I thought, <laughs> wow. Who was that? Right. Almost married 60 years. And yeah. it's day. that's awesome. So awesome. Yeah. Because you've modeled that. Uh, that's just that's so cool. And I, I think that's, you know, you and Dan have dates. You ask my kids, my kids will tell you that their memory is mommy and daddy go away uh, overnight, you know, or for a weekend so that we can keep loving each other. And that's <laughs> That's what we praise to the kids. So, you know, <laughs> loving each other. And they're like, don't go away. Will you stop loving each other? It's harder to love each other if we don't go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But That's awesome. That it's been modeled by uh, you guys. Um, 
Dad, I'm going to throw in one question here. That's that's not one that we gave you a heads up on. Uh, people have asked about what's the scoop with family devotions, right? Like this leading your family spiritually. Our family went through many years of trying different <laughs> attempts at family devotions. Mm. And so I'm going to, I'm going to ask you just, just give me a minute to think, what were some of the things that you tried as a father? And at some point things changed, right? Where that was no longer necessary to have a formal family devotion. But for me, some of the things that stood out in my head were uh, when you used uh, Bill Gothard had a character sketch series that mixed um, God's character qualities you see in animals and nature, which you were a biology teacher, so you had a lot to add. And then you saw character qualities in uh, biblical characters. So that was something that stood out to the point that I used that material to teach as a children's pastor because it so influenced me as a person. So that was that was a winner, Dad. That was a winner one that um, <laughs> you guys chose to do. The other one was it was like a comic book format of the of the Bible. Hmm. I, I point blank remember you slamming it shut, leaving Paul under a pile of stones outside the city. And you, you wouldn't tell us if he lived or not. And you put it on top of the refrigerator so that we couldn't get it to which I got caught climbing on top of the refrigerator. Oh my goodness. Because I wanted to see if Paul died. My point is people ask like, how do you do family devotions? What does that look like? But those two particular things really stand out. Um, And I know that you did many other options, but any, what can you speak to fathers about what's the scoop on family devotions? Are you for it? Not for it? Like, what's your opinion on that? Um, Sitting here smiling from (laughs) ear to ear. I can't begin to tell you how many things we tried to do. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. And I would say probably never really found it. I'm glad you shared because you're like, that was a lot. (laughs) Better if you share what was meaningful. I would have trouble uh, picking things out. I will say one thing that seemed to last the most for us, and that was, um, I guess you were maybe in middle school, late elementary, middle school. And we began to ask you how your day went. Mm hmm. So uh, we got feedback. It was a struggle at times, more with one than the other. But it opened up uh, reasons for prayer. Right. And it was coming from you. It wasn't coming from us. It was just, oh, this happened today and that happened. And I need prayer for this. And and every once in a while, we'd have something. I'd be able to find, uh, be able to find a Bible verse mm-hmm. that fit that particular mm. need. Say you were afraid of something, mm-hmm. right? And we we go to uh, verses on fear, but it 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 would arise out of you, what's going on in your life, right? Mm-hmm. And I felt that's that the motivation. That was the most valuable thing that we did because yeah. you you kids were really you stayed with it, mm-hmm. and we didn't mm-hmm. make it long. No, it was, no, it wasn't preachy. And we always just finish with prayer. And then it gave us a time. The next time we got together, how did it go? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, mm-hmm. God did this and God did that. So it was very creative. And I would say that was a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, as a kid's pastor, I've had a lot of dads and moms ask about family devotions. And and I remember 
what you're sharing, like there was some angst, like this is not working. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but I still appreciate the, the fact that you tried. Like I think the message that sent to me is this is important. It's important for us to talk about things of the Lord. I remember in sixth grade when I, that was when I really surrendered to the Lordship of Christ right for the first time, right? Um, that it switched to my own devotion, but there had been a platform of this is an important piece. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that it impacted my own raising of my kids mm-hmm. where I literally waited till they were strapped in seats at breakfast. Mm-hmm. And that's where I had a devotion for all those preschool and elementary into middle mm-hmm. school years. They couldn't move away because they were eating. Mm-hmm. And that's where I had the devotion. And I know that a lot of good seed got planted there. Even if they were kind of more interested in their, the, you know, their breakfast than what I was sharing. Uh-huh. I did develop as I, I got deeper into my relationship with the Lord. I have a quiet time, very consistent, quiet time. Uh-huh. Uh, and you saw that. We did. I mean, it was day after day. It was. I knew where to find you at a certain time. Yeah. And uh, I think that probably had a positive influence. Uh-huh. You can speak to it better. Absolutely. Than I Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh-huh. So dad, I mean, Laura, don't you feel like we could go on and on? Cause we, you and I know dad and there's like so much <laughs> We should have him on more podcasts. I love it. I love it. I've learned so much. Well, but dad, why don't we give one last shot? What would be your major go-to encouragement to the fathers who are listening to this podcast? What's your, what's some of your golden nuggets? The thing that's coming to me is a, uh, is a triangle. So you have to help me out here, you folks that are listening. Picture a triangle. The top of the triangle is God. The bottom of each leg is me and my wife, Marge. The key to me is starts with the marriage. As I go up the triangle toward God, toward, toward the top of that triangle, and as Marge goes up, the triangle in her relationship with God, what happens between the two of us? What's the distance Mm. closer? I think this is an absolute truth that will work for anybody. Mm -hmm. Now, if I'm getting closer and closer to God and Marge, she's getting closer and closer to God and me. It just spills out over Mm. how we handle our parenting. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen is right. I love it. I love it. Well, thanks for being here with us today, Dad Khan. And I know you're going to be back really soon. So I know we'll find a way. Right? <laughs> so we'll see you again soon. But we really do appreciate your conversation um, on being a dad. I know a lot of people appreciate are going to be blessed it. by this. Thank you. Really, been a pleasure. Yeah. Well, praise God and super excited for your 60 years of marriage. You've been doing this for a long time. And so there's a lot of wisdom there. I know a lot of people are going to really receive it and, and lives will be changed. So thank you. God bless you. And we will see you again next week uh, as we come back together here on Beyond the Building. Take care. Thanks everybody. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.